Hi, this is Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher and life coach. I'm also author of several self-help books. Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast is about strategies to think positively every day. We will cover relationships, positive energy, the power of attraction, and how to mindfully experience each day so that you can become your best self. Thanks for joining us. Today, I have Melissa Akopians with us, and she's an amazing nutritionist who started the Nourishing Lab. She's a passionate wellness advocate and a wealth of information on fostering healthy living. And she's also got three children, and she's my very good friend. So thank you for joining us today, Melissa. Thank you, Mary Kay, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I wanted everyone, you've been so helpful to me and my family and and all of our friends in really looking at nutrition in a totally different way. What's your story? How did you get interested in nutrition? So when I was younger, I really, I had such a negative self body image and it manifested as anorexia and bulimia throughout my teens and my young adulthood life. When I look back on it, it was about these cycles of deprivation and then indulgence and then guilt. And that just really marked my whole young adulthood life. And then it culminated with these initial diagnoses of IBS and Hashimoto's. And that was the beginning, many years of pain. And then later I was diagnosed with this rare disorder called systemic mastocytosis. And along with that came a diagnosis of EBV and parasites HHV1, which is a co-infection of Lyme and lupus. And these were found after almost 12 years of living in pain. And the diagnosis was really just the beginning of my healing journey. And then throughout this, two of my children, my oldest and my youngest, suffered life-threatening accidents. These incidents, combined with my health issues, catapulted me into this interest of holistic nutrition to heal them and to heal myself. And it really became the key to my recovery and transformation from the inside out. So, you know, over the years, experience and science tell us that these diets don't work. And I just remember in high school going on the diet center diet. I think it was really popular back then. And basically I ate like grapefruits and I was so deprived. <laughs> and so I was just like craving like other foods. I was like, why can't I eat just something I want to eat? They literally so, had you eating grapefruits. Yes, in the morning. And I really just couldn't stand grapefruits. I'm like, is this going to help me lose weight? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> so, so, and I'm sure each one of you that's listening has been on some form of diet that's going to be the panacea of everything. But they really deprive you of all these important macronutrients and they lead to this perpetual cycle of cravings of overeating and then undereating and then splurging. So, instead of taking notice of these emotional and physical cues, it's really the key to sustainable health. I never listened to any of the cues that my body was sending me. I was like just fixated on the grapefruit. So Mm -hmm. these diets are really based on fear and shame and anxiety and deprivation. And it really doesn't need to be that way at all. And it's not about good or bad versus strong or weak. It's really simply about making choices that work best for you. It's something I notice on your website. You talk a lot about 
self-compassion and meditation as an answer to nutrition. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? It really starts with self-compassion and treating yourself with the same empathy and forgiveness that you'd offer to a loved one or a friend when they fail. And so keep three points in mind that self-kindness is really a form of mindful awareness, opening your heart to your own suffering so that you could comfort other people. That's really, really important more than ever to allow us to open our heart to other people's suffering. And then mindfulness allows us to experience this present moment with greater ease and acceptance. So those three points are really key to being mindful and self-compassionate. Many anxiety disorders are symptoms that stem from health issues such as Lyme disease, Epstein-Barr virus, PCOS, gut health, and so much more. Can you address how to heal gut health? So that is a complex question and a great one. I have clients come in, they have multiple issues going on. They've gone through a lot of doctors and haven't really gotten answers. Oftentimes it's the detoxification pathway that's really essential for healing. So impaired detoxification can lead to this sustained chronic low-grade inflammation. And it's really the core to a lot of these diseases and viruses that we're exposed to. And often these symptoms that we experience are kind of slow to notice. We dismiss these signals from our body because our society kind of pushes this type of thinking. And rather than sitting and listening to these signals, we dampen them with different antibiotics, with alcohol, with over-the-counter medications. And as time goes on, this inflammation worsens and new symptoms pop up. So as inflammation increases, so does our sensitivity to these toxins and the viral infections and foods and the cosmetics that we put on. Think about why we have an increase in, in food allergies. The immune system is overstimulated. So it has this amazing job of distinguishing from self versus non-self and protecting the body from these toxins and viruses. But this constant exposure creates this chronic inflammation in our gut and elsewhere as well. So when you think about allergies, why do some people have allergies to peanuts or other things? Why do some people not have allergies? But they develop because your body is in this fight or flight mode and it's overburdened with all these toxins that we're exposed to on a regular basis. So this continual cycle of this burden detoxification affects our liver and our gut. It leads to inflammation and autoimmune diseases and allergies because the immune system is in this constant hyperarousal. Mm-hmm. So many of these viruses that you mentioned and the diseases you mentioned are manifest in people whose bodies have weakened immune system and this chronic low-grade inflammation in the gut and elsewhere. But sometimes they're not aware of it. But someone with a, a robust immune system can detoxify these things like Lyme and EBV. If you think about it, 90% of people who have Hashimoto's also have EBV. and. Wow. Yeah. There's a direct connection, I'm sure. It's a direct connection. So, In fact, I had EBV in high school, and EBV, for people who don't know, is mono. And I ended up a year later having a thyroid problem. Hashimoto's is a thyroid 
disease for people who don't know? If you think about it, 80% of your serotonin levels are produced in your gut. Well, right? what are some symptoms of people who have leaky gut? Because I, they overlap so many other disorders. It can vary from person to person. You don't just develop leaky gut overnight. So mm -hmm. it could be some of these viruses that are affecting and decreasing your immune system and then being exposed to the toxins. It can vary. So often there's diarrhea or constipation or oftentimes bloating. Sometimes you'll notice different skin conditions like eczema or psoriasis. Those are pretty classic. And difficulty uh, losing weight. Difficulty losing weight. So it can manifest in different ways. Achy joints mm -hmm. are really like rheumatoid arthritis, some of these autoimmune conditions. I always look towards leaky gut. Oh, interesting. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, depends on how your body detoxifies. If your liver's detoxifying well enough in the, there are two phases of liver detoxification. So mm -hmm. if your liver can detoxify these toxins, then your immune system is more robust. Mm -hmm. But if your liver's backed up, then it backs up the whole system that affects your gut. So people often think that your gut is separate from your liver and your kidneys are separate from your liver and everything's disconnected. But it's all interrelated. I, I think of it as kind of mini toilets in your system. Everybody can relate to a backed up toilet, right? right. <laughs> you want so, to avoid. <laughs> so think of your each organ and system as a toilet. So if you flush one and it gets backed up, the whole system gets backed up. Mm -hmm. right? right? So if all the systems are flowing and flushing properly, then you're good to go. But if you've ever had a backed up toilet, you know what happens. So <laughs> it overflows. And that's what kind of happens with our, with our body as well. So what are some habits you see today that young adults should try to... Gosh, that's a great question. I get clients who are like, I eat really healthy. And then they're, we take a look at what they're, what is going into their body during the day. And they're often hidden sugars that they don't realize. So these hidden sugars are so prevalent in many of our health foods and they just lead to this sustained chronic inflammation and they lead to uncontrolled cravings. These cravings are actually your body's way of telling you it's imbalanced. Mm -hmm. So it's really an SOS that your body needs to heal and we need to do something about it. And you can become your own personal detective to discern why you're gravitating towards these sugary things. Just why are you having these cravings? So could it be emotional that's driving these cravings, whether it's fear or anxiety or depression? Could it be your leaky gut? Could it be that you're eating a very high sugar diet without knowing it and your blood sugar levels are off balance? Could it be lack of sleep and stress, which causes all these cravings? There's so many factors other than diet, too, that cause our body to become out of balance and have these cravings. So so I like to rethink of how we approach meals and look about crowding in these healthy foods and then somehow these high sugary foods fall out of our mind and we don't really crave them anymore. Right. Yeah. I used to crack up when I was teaching yoga and the teens would show up with a giant Starbucks with the whipped cream. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. And so many of them don't realize that they are probably 
30 grams of sugar in just one little serving, which is equivalent to about five teaspoons of sugar. Once they realize that they're drinking probably 10 teaspoons of sugar in one of these large drinks, they it, it totally changes their whole mindset. And they're like, wow, I would never just eat 10 teaspoons of sugar. So why would I drink it? So, <laughs> exactly. So once you start crowding in all these sort of healthy foods, the golden goddess plate that we can talk about, it really leads to more lasting change. Mm-hmm. So often I, I will tell clients to think about the golden goddess plate mm-hmm. and there are four pillars on this golden goddess plate. And this will help with their cravings. So the cravings are there for a reason because there's an imbalance. So once we get this golden goddess plate and they don't feel like this starvation deprivation cycle because they're giving their body what it wants, what it actually thrives on. So there there are four pillars. So it's fabulous fiber. So it's activated nuts and veggies and greens and avocados and flax. And then it's protein such as pumpkin seeds and sesame seeds and grass-fed beef and lentils and then first-class fats, which are avocado oil and coconut oil and olive oil. And then greens. You cannot have enough greens on your plate. This is so important. They have tons of minerals and vitamins and antioxidants, and they strengthen your immune system, which is what we really need right now during this time of COVID, you can boost your immune system. It's just from these four pillars. It's so simple, but can be very complex in the beginning. Mm -hmm. What have you seen in your work with Epstein-Barr and how it affects health? Oftentimes I have clients that come to me with symptoms of Epstein-Barr, which is typically fatigue and achy legs. And some people can't get out of bed, but it's often really not tested by conventional doctors because most of us have it or we had mono when we were younger and they say you can't get it again. It doesn't reactivate, but it actually does reactivate, especially when our immune system is compromised. So it can remain dormant. Mm -hmm. You could have had it when you were younger and it can remain dormant for years and years and years. But let's say you've been exposed to toxins, you've been sick, you've had or you're stressed vaccines or are you stressed or whatever? Any of those could reactivate this. Mm-hmm. They're outside stressors and internal stressors. So often it depends on the client on how I deal with EBV, but I often have seen it act, acting not alone, but there are other factors such as parasites or Lyme or heavy metal toxicity. So the question is, when I'm working with a client, which came first, mm-hmm. the, EBV, the parasites or the Lyme, sometimes you just don't know, but mm-hmm. un- treating the underlying concerns often is leaky gut and then addressing the EBV with homeopathy. There are some no-sodes that you can use that support EBV and then supporting the detoxification pathways and mitochondrial health is really important because that's what cells need energy. So that's really important to support your mitochondria. And then your methylation pathways are really important. Those are with B vitamins. So those are really the key things when addressing these chronic infections like EBV. Mm -hmm. It's not just take an antibiotic and you're good to go. It's multifactorial. I have worked with students that eat incredibly healthy, exercise every day, but then they 
gain weight. And when their blood work comes back, it shows malnourishment. What are some of the diseases or problems that prevent your body from actually absorbing the nutrients? Yeah, so this is a huge point of frustration and something during my journey and Mm -hmm. because I ate incredibly well and just did have quite a bit of malnourishment because I had parasites and parasites take all the nourishment away from you. So they kind of sequester all these macronutrients and micronutrients. They sequester heavy metals. They sequester heavy Lyme disease. So I'd like to first address what they're eating to see if they are eating enough healthy fats and proteins, what other toxins they're exposed to during their life, what their stress levels are, because high cortisol levels really deplete our ability to break down food. So then working on balancing their sugars, blood sugar levels, Mm -hmm. first and foremost, with that golden goddess plate. But typically parasites, your body would normally expel parasites from your system. But if you have a weakened immune system, they could become overactive. Is that correct? Yeah. Just like with anything, with any sort of virus or bacteria, if we have a strong immune system, we're all exposed to parasites every day. I mean, mm-hmm. you can go to Whole Foods or anywhere. You can go to a restaurant and you could eat sushi and, and our stomach has hydrochloric acid. It's a defense mechanism to kill any of those parasites or bacteria before they get to our, mm-hmm. our gut. But many times people have low hydrochloric acid or the weakened immune system or leaky gut and they can't fight off parasites. Mm-hmm. So then they get leaky gut and people who are malnourished, I target parasites as, as one of the indicators of what's going on. You can also look at inflammatory markers such as elevated white blood cells because um, that's going to show me that there's some sort of underlying infection that's leading to their malabsorption. So it, it's it's not just one thing. It's addressing the diet, but it's also looking at their blood work to see if there are sort of any red flags Mm-hmm. That. Um, well, what exactly is leaky gut? Can you kind of define it? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of a weird terminology, isn't it? I know. <laughs> so, Sounds so gross. <laughs> it does. Your intestines have this mucosal barrier. This mucus barrier protects the intestines. When we take medications or toxins or or gluten can actually be inflammatory, it causes these this barrier to separate. So mm-hmm. normally when we eat, the barriers stay close together and then they slightly open so that the foods that we have broken down go into our system and become systemic. Mm-hmm. With leaky gut, they open up much larger. So some of these larger toxins that we're supposed to poop out get actually diverted into the bloodstream. So it, that creates this inflammation because your body's saying, wait, there's this, these things that are floating around that are much bigger than I really know how to deal with. Mm-hmm. And we need to mount an attack. We need to get rid of that because that's not supposed to be in the system. Right. So then the, the body mounts an attack and that's a normal process and it's supposed to create inflammation, but it's this chronic continuous low-grade inflammatory response because the mucosal barrier is creating this leaky gut, Mm -hmm. which leads to 
allergies, autoimmune conditions, skin conditions like eczema. Your skin is your largest organ, so it's going to be one of the places where these toxins have to get out. Oftentimes, people would just put cream on the eczema, which is fine. And if it's really bad, that is very helpful, but it's a classic sign of leaky gut. Wow. Well, is leaky gut easy to correct? Yeah, I mean, with anything, you know, it takes time Mm -hmm. and dedication and a little bit of perseverance because it's not like you can just take an antibiotic. Maybe you start by changing your diet and, and incorporating the golden goddess plate and removing sugar and gluten. That would be a huge start. Many people see instant relief once Mm -hmm. they change their diet. It just depends on how far along a person is with their inflammation and how long they've been sick and what other things are going on. L-glutamine is a really nice addition to, it's an amino acid that our body creates, but it helps seal the lining of the gut. Mm -hmm. So L-glutamine is a great thing and aloe is a great thing as well. Oh, that's good to know. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. If you could only give one piece of advice based on all your nutrition knowledge, what (laughs) would it be? I would definitely think about how to reduce my toxic overload. My body really has a difficult time dealing with different toxins. Some of you may get allergies. Some of you may get wheezing. Some of you may experience digestive distress. These are all because our body is overloaded with toxins. I encourage people to eat. Environmental Working Group has a clean 15, which can't all eat organic. This is our world. You know, it's mm-hmm. hard to eat all organic, but they do have the clean 15, which tells you which 15 fruits and vegetables that you should eat organic. And if you can do that, great. If you can do one or two, that's fantastic. That would be my first thing. And then Years ago, I addressed my personal care products. Just the other day, Johnson & Johnson recalled a few of their sunscreens because they contain benzene, which is a carcinogen, a known carcinogen. A lot of these products have parabens and phthalates. We all put lipstick on. Right. Lipstick is full of lead. And, And I never knew this. And your nail polish has tulene in it. So I'm not saying you have to go out and replace everything. But when you finish a product, maybe replace it with something that is less toxic. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that water could be overloaded with toxins and other things. So recently, our water was found to contain high PFAs, and it contains fluoride and other chemicals. I now use a water distiller, and I just add minerals back because I've had to. So this not everybody has to go out and do right away, you know, but just suggestions to think about. Right, and be aware of it. And be aware of what's going on. I used to wash my clothes when my kids were babies and the dishes, and they would turn yellow, and I couldn't understand. But I didn't know. I just assumed the water was safe and fine. So just things to consider and research on your own. The golden goddess plate is really key for just boosting your immune system and balancing those blood sugars and dealing with those cravings. So that's been really the key to for a lot of my clients is implementing the golden goddess plate because their cravings are reduced and then you're getting these high quality fats, which are really important if they have leaky gut. Mm-hmm. And then just to be really kind to yourself. I can't stress this enough to, to a lot of my clients is to really listen 
to your body. And I think the medical community is fantastic. But when the clients go from doctor to doctor to doctor and they say, oh, it's just because you're getting older or it's just because you're stressed out, you are your own best detective if something feels off, that it's probably pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. And listen to that and persevere, which is what I did after so going through so many doctors, I persevered to finally get answers to what was going on. Mm-hmm. No, it is because a lot of times people will live with pain or these symptoms because they're like, it's not that bad or this happens yeah. to everyone. I mean, I saw young girls that I was teaching in yoga with rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. And they thought they had to always live with that. And they... They just kind of accepted it as fact. Yeah. And I do think everyone should feel 100% all the time. And if you don't, you need to be your own advocate, like you said, and get the answers. Well, thank you, Melissa, so much for this really important information. How can people reach you and learn more about the Goddess Plate? Can you share your website information and how to get in touch with yeah. you? So my website is nourishinglab.com. And there's, if you look up the Golden Goddess Plate, you can find, it will just go into greater detail. And my email is gray, G-R-A-Y, Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A-3 at gmail.com. Feel free to email me. I love to hear people's stories and help guide them towards whether it's Eastern or Western medicine. I'm more than happy to do that. I have a lot of resources from years of research. (laughs) She really does. She got me hooked into IVs, (laughs) all sorts of sources. Yeah. Thank you so much, Melissa. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Mary Kay. Okay. Love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Thanks. So now you're going to join me for a short meditation. Try to find a comfortable place to sit or lie down and allow yourself to become physically aware of your body and tell yourself how much you love your body. Just experience this natural state of relaxation, relaxing your brow, Relax your jaw, unclench your teeth. And allow the mind to become the observer of the rhythm of the breath as you inhale for a four count. One, two, three, four. Exhale for five, four, three, two, one. Watch and feel the breath as you inhale and exhale out of the body. Imagine inhaling all that beautiful energy all around us and exhale, letting go of toxins, worry, anger, sadness. Let it leave the body. It's okay to experience these emotions, but we don't want to hang on to them. Notice if your breathing is short or long. And keep breathing until you feel completely at ease. Smile at yourself. Allow your smile to warm up the entire body. Feel the palms warm, the feet warm. Become aware of your heart, the single beating of the heart. Now allow your heart to smile and radiate warmth 
Now radiate love throughout your heart. Open your heart to be more receptive to love, new friendships, opportunities. When we have a closed heart, it makes it hard to love. When we've had a broken heart, sometimes the heart chakra just closes. So open the heart. Watch it just radiate. Allow this glow and heart radiance to expand beyond your body. Imagine the warmth filling the space. Feel your heart glowing. Allow your spirit to glow and radiate into every part of your body. And this glowing warmth is going to expand throughout your body, your arms, your belly, hips, pelvis, legs. And feel this rejuvenation of self, a friendly curiosity of your spirit. New attitude, positive mind, renewed awareness, perseverance, motivation. Feel this complete rejuvenation of self. Feel empowered. You are well loved. And remember that the body hears you talk. So keep it positive. And it, the world hears you talk. What if everything you thought people could hear. Would you change what you're thinking? Change it now so that when you see people, you're always thinking positive thoughts. Take a deep breath in, inhaling all that beautiful energy. Exhale, letting go of any toxic energy. Be sure to subscribe to Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast, and I hope you'll join us again soon. Namaste.